Hi, Austin. This is Dara Kilkenny-Mondu, and I'm really excited to talk to you about my candidacy for the Ottawa Rose selection evening. I'm really busy this week. I've just finished another semester at the School of Irish Studies of Concordia University, which I'm nearly finished. That's my second major on top of the uh, liberal arts degree that I started with, where I got to read great books by, like, James Joyce and Edmund Burke, and I really started to see my place in my heritage, my inheritance of, like, the space that the Irish culture has taken up in the Western world, if that is something that we can talk about. And uh, I'm producing a play at the Montreal Fringe Festival this summer based on a beautiful story, uh, a true story that I read at the School of Irish Studies that's called Burning Bridget Cleary. Um, that's and a lot so, of my time right now. <laughs> so, Dara, the uh, Irish Studies piece, and we'll come back to that, but your Irish heritage, where does that come in? I've actually had the privilege of going over to visit the family I still have in County Leitrim and County Cavan, which are neighboring uh, counties right underneath the uh, partition border. So I know um, that's where my family's been for a long time and where my grandparents met in Cavan before they came over to Canada in the 1950s. Right. And the family names are? My grandmother was a McShane that was actually a Johnson, but when they converted... Uh, to Catholicism, they changed Johnson to McShane, so that's kind of interesting. And my grandfather is a Kilkenny. Right. So what brought you into the School of Irish Studies? Well, basically, as I said, my interests um, were all peaked when I, was doing the, when I was doing my liberal arts college program, where I just noticed that there were really exceptional writers and thinkers that reflected something that I've always like been raised with and kind of been interested in and uh, taking it in and looking at all in the context of like a really long history that stems from ancient Athens and the Abrahamic religions and just looking at how that came and was different in ancient Ireland and in modern Ireland and how that's really never forgotten. Uh, I'm very lucky that there's, there's not a lot of Irish studies programs at too many universities in North America, but the School of Irish Studies at Concordia is very lucrative and very um, well-staffed with hugely great leaders in their fields. So I got to learn from the likes of Dr. Imro O'Toole, who's a wonderful author. And there's always been like uh, a connection to performance studies. And as an actor and as a playwright, um, I'm very interested in how actors and playwrights were basically part of this huge nation-building process progress in, in Ireland. So, so when you mention theatre, uh, you're saying you're involved in theatre and you're looking at doing some directing? Yeah, I wrote a play based on this true story of uh, this woman, Bridget Cleary, who in 1895 was um, accused of being a fairy changeling by her family and her neighbours and uh, in County Tipperary. And this is just a very interesting story for me to like look at ideas of like modernity and femininity and stuff so I kind of wanted to, to look at those themes in this like I've made it like a comedy basically about kind of like silly witchcraft trials and stuff so um, I'm having fun with that but yeah I went to uh, in Quebec we have the CGEP programs and I got to do a career program in theater so I am a working actor I've done uh, the Shakespeare in the Park tour that we have here in Montreal a couple times, and that's always really said, like, my, my interest in the way I like to stage things, like big casts and interesting themes from across time and stuff. And Dara, then <laughs> the Rose of Tralee, what interested mm -hmm. you, or how did you get interested in that? We actually studied the competition in a class I took at the School of Irish Studies in this long, amazing interdisciplinary course 
um, on like the Irish diaspora and ways that people can express an Irish nationality from within um, an American identity or Canadian identity or indeed like Argentina or other places, um, how there are these like societies that have sprung up that do these amazing things. I've been uh, a princess in the Montreal St. Patrick's Day parade the last two years, and now I'm I'm too old now, so that's the end of my that's the end of my reign, unfortunately. So I was always very interested in just how it's so nice that there's this space in, across like so many different Irish communities that like really celebrate the voices and ideas and accomplishments of young women. I just think that's really awesome. They're not at all beauty pageants. There's, that's always been stress that this is not at all what it's about it's more about like how you express yourself and what have you done and how can you tie that into your identity as an Irish woman and I just find that really worth celebrating and so excited to get involved in. Well we're going to have to wrap up I'm afraid we're running out of time <laughs> but uh, wishing you all the best and hope you enjoy I know you'll enjoy the experience and uh, so that excited. it's something you'll treasure all your life. Thank you. Hi my name is Kathleen Brown Vandercruz I am 24 years old I, I'm from, born and raised, Montreal, Quebec. My Irish heritage comes from my mother's side, and that would be from Cross McGlen in County Armagh and also a little bit in County Down as well. I only recently got involved with my Irish community here in Montreal. Uh, last year I was the 2018 Parade Queen for the Montreal St. Patrick's Day Parade, so I got kind of thrown into the community there and absolutely loved it and started getting involved and helping out with the Irish community. And uh, it was amazing, so hopefully this opportunity would also allow me to explore a bit more of my roots. I am currently an aquatic supervisor, so what that means is I basically supervise lifeguards at multiple um, centers, like sports centers, in the winter and in the summer. I am outside supervising one of three municipal outdoor pools and just making sure everything runs smoothly and with the lifeguards. And if there's ever an issue, I'm more or less one of the first ones on hand. And I'm pretty much doing this until I wait for this fall where I should be starting with the RCMP as a Mountie. Um, Kathleen, uh, the aquatic supervisor, how did you get into that and what graduated you to the level of supervisor? I would imagine you started off as a lifeguard at some of the municipal pools. Yes, I started off actually as an eight-year-old who went to the swimming pool every day in hopes to one day becoming a lifeguard, and I did. When I was 16, I got all my qualifications, and ever since then I had been working as a lifeguard, and then gradually you work up from a lifeguard, then you become a coach uh, supervising different sports teams. I was a competitive water polo player for many years, so then I became a coach. And then from then on, you've become a supervisor, and that's where I am now. So I understand you've just recently returned from a visit to South America. Do you want to tell me a little about that? Yes, I got off the plane from Peru, and it was my third visit to Peru. This time around, I was there for just under seven weeks, and uh, what I do there is I work actually with an NGO, a nonprofit organization, and they're called Asociación Incolazi. They're um, situated in the north of Peru in a tiny town called Cayamarca. And what we do there, it's kind of like an after-school program for children, and it focuses on the educational, societal, and nutritional improvement of children from that rural town. And it's my third, it was my third visit there, and I absolutely love it. 
And you mentioned that you're joining the RCMP. What is appealed to you or what drew you towards that career? I'm, I'm going to have to bring it back to lifeguarding, although they're not quite the same, but on different scales, of course, federal police to being a lifeguard. But um, the whole aspect of working hands-on with people and trying kind of to be that person to help if there's a situation um, and just to spring into action, that's kind of always the kind of work that I've loved to do. So the ICMP, there'll be a lot of that. <laughs> So I'm looking forward to that for sure. And, of course, that could bring you to any part of Canada or even some posts internationally. Yes, yes. Yeah, I will be starting out in Saskatchewan for the training for six months, and then after I graduate, they can post me pretty much where the, where the need is. Now, you mentioned that uh, the festival in Montreal reconnected you or connected you with your Irish heritage and your Irish roots. Uh, so should you get to travel to Ireland this time, it would be your first visit, or have you had the opportunity previously? I actually had the opportunity this summer, because of uh, being the parade queen, I had the opportunity to travel with my mother to Ireland, and um, we kind of made it a heritage trip. We tracked down the family farm, we rented a car, we put about 2,000 kilometers on that car in two weeks, and it was amazing, and just to see where my family's from and to see the beautiful country that is Ireland. Well, Kathleen, we're going to have to wrap up. It's been great having a chat with you. It's a pity we can't spend more time chatting, but they're the constraints <laughs> today, and I wish you the best at uh, the festival and in the future. Oh, thank you so much. It's lovely talking to you. Hi, my name is Kathleen Zook, and I'm participating in this year's Ottawa Rose Selection. I'm born and raised in Montreal, and I currently live in Ottawa. I went to university at the John Wilson School of Business at Concordia, and I graduated with a degree in finance and international business. So some of the stuff that has always been a part of my life um, is traveling, and I always wanted to work abroad or study abroad. And this dream came to realization in 2015, where I was able to go and work in Liverpool in the north of England. Um, and from there, I'd been able to travel to a lot of different places, including Ireland, um, as it was 20-pound return, and I got to go visit my cousins in Dublin quite often. Um, I was able to actually, um, as of this January, travel to 30 different countries. So that's um, a proud accomplishment of mine. And I actually moved back to Canada last March, um, where I landed in Montreal to stay with family for a little bit. And then I've moved to Ottawa to work at Export Development Canada in their finance operations. So, Kathleen, Kathleen, you mentioned there that you had the opportunity to travel to Ireland. Your family heritage, tell us a little about that. Yes, so my Irish heritage stems from my maternal side, and it comes from County Monaghan. Uh, my mom's last name is Cambridge, and that's where the roots stem from. Uh, we have quite a large family on my mother's side. Um, and whenever possible, I always remember us always being together and always celebrating different um, holidays throughout the year. But the one that really sticks out in my mind um, is St. Patrick's Day, and that's because that we always had a Cambridge family St. Patrick's Day party the night before the Montreal parade. And in the parade, it's something that we would always look in under the Cambridge family as well. So that's always been the Irish heritage for the Cambridge family has always been 
part of me and ingrained in me, and that's one of the fond memories I have of growing up. And Kathleen, um, Kathleen you mentioned finance. You mentioned that's uh, your area of expertise. Yeah. What appealed you to about, what was the appeal to finance? Um, I think I always had, throughout schooling, um, I enjoyed the sciences, but I also enjoyed the math and the business aspect of things. So when I, in Quebec, we actually go to CGEP for two years prior to going to university, and I did a commerce degree at John Abbott College, and from there I really got to like the business side of things and working with numbers has always been one of my strong suits. And then um, I did a, like I majored in finance, but I also did my minor in international business. And this was something that was always of interest to me with wanting to travel and wanting to learn about other countries and how they operate in business. And when I worked and lived in the north of England, I got to realize this and just see how different it can be to work in a different cultural setting. And Kathleen, you mentioned that in the last year or so you've travelled to more than 30 countries. In all your years of travel, what would you say stands out most and was the most impressive? And what would you say was the experience or the location that was the most surprising? Somewhere that surprised me was um, Cape Town in South Africa. And basically what surprised me is just how beautiful the city is. There's Table Mountain, and it's just an incredible, there's incredible beaches, and there's penguins, uh, and that was surprising as well, because you don't normally expect that in the warmer climates. And then just being able to see there's a stark contrast between um, the rich and the poor there, and there's, the borders are quite defined, and it was, uh, it was an eye-opening experience. Definitely, that's the one that's stood out for me the most. And Kathleen, we have about 30 seconds left. What is it that appeals to you about the roles? There's always been an Irish community that's been involved in my life. I found it in Montreal, I found it in Liverpool, and I've come to find it here in Ottawa. And I'm excited to get to know this community better and be a part of it and just get to know all the incredible people that take part in all the events. Um, I've had the privilege to play with the Ottawa Gales and to go to events at St. Bridget's Cultural Centre for the Arts, and I'm just really excited to be a part of that. Well, Catherine, I want to thank you for taking the time. It's been great chatting with you, and I wish you every uh, enjoyment at the Rose Selection, and wherever things take you, that life is good from there on. Thank you so much, Austin. My name is Anne Michaela McLaughlin. So I was born in Dublin and raised in County Loud, and from what I was two years, on, two years old onwards. Um, I moved here in 2008 with my mum and dad and my two siblings, and we've lived in Ottawa ever since then. So we're here about 11 years now. Um, so I'm currently a, I'm finishing up my third year um, at University of Ottawa, and my major is criminology, my mind as well. And my uh, main interest in that field are sort of the injustices in the criminal justice system and also Aboriginal law, so they kind of tie together a bit. Um, Apart from that, I'm currently the president of CASCO, which is a charity organization. It's entirely student-led and it's based out of the University of Ottawa. We're about 100 members. That keeps me quite busy. Um, and all of our uh, funds raised throughout the year always go to the Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario. So that um, really gives me like a good sense of community there. Um, and yeah, I've just been, I've been trying to get more involved from the Ottawa Irish community as of lately. Um, I took a, a first-year Irish class 
at the university and it was taught by um, a young Irish professor so it really opened my eyes up to how important the culture is and, and keeping it alive um, all over the world. So um, you mentioned that uh, you were born in Dublin and raised in County Louth and now over in Canada, you're here 11 years. Uh, you've experience of lives li- living in the three different environments, Dublin being a large city, uh, County Louth, uh, smaller Ireland and now back into a city in Canada. How would you compare, tell me a little about that? Um, so I think um, I think the community is probably a bit um, stronger in Ireland, I'd say more so in Louth than in Dublin. Um, we were always sort of in the suburbs anyway, so we weren't really like like in the city, um, in the, uh, the places, but I think like definitely um, at home, you know, like everyone passes by with a smile and uh, hey, how's it going? Like I know your, your granny or your granddad sort of thing. So um, I think that's probably, probably the biggest thing that stands out to me when I think about that. You mean the weather doesn't stand out to you? No, I think it's the same. We have the snow here and the rain at home. <laughs> right. So um, you meant just your interest in criminal justice. Tell me a bit about that yeah. and what inspired that. Um, so sort of just um, once you, you take a few classes in criminology and you're like, oh, this is interesting. Then when you get into the real stuff, they, they start to show you um, how like there's over-representation in certain populations. So in Canada, it's, it's mostly the Aboriginal population that's over-represented. Um, so we sort of just got to dive a little bit into that about how, um, like, sort of different types of prisoners' rights and stuff like that. So uh, I'm really interested in that, uh, mostly because the criminal justice system isn't fair in many countries. So I think obviously making it as fair as possible is uh, it helps both the community um, outside of the prison and inside. Right, and then you're involved in charity work that raises funds for CHEO. Tell me a little about yeah, that also. So, yeah, um, so Casco Charity Organization was founded in 1998 by uh, two students at the University of Ottawa, and they um, started that in honor of their friend, who, Eric, who passed away from leukemia. So um, we've so, so I've been involved for three years there, and this year I was lucky enough to become the president and take over. So um, I'm in a position where I can make a lot of decisions about um, what kind of things we get to do in the community. So one of our big pillars for this year is to get more involved with um, organizations as well in the community. So we're trying to uh, do more fundraising um, and get ourselves out there in terms of like homes and stuff like that, um, refugees, all that kind of stuff. So we're just trying to put ourselves out there and be more involved that way. Right. So, Michaela, when you were growing up, you would have been watching RTE and seeing the Rosa Tralee. Uh, obviously, yeah. it made an impression. Absolutely. Um, the Rosa Tralee is just, you know, everyone looks up to it in Ireland. You, you would never think, like, oh, yeah, that could be me. Like, that was never, ever a thought or anything. But it's just, you know, the whole country comes together and stops for the week to watch it. So I think uh, it's a really great initiative, and it shows, you know, like the incredible women that come out of um, Irish communities the world over, not just in Ireland, but also throughout the diaspora. And it just shows, um, you know, like the really, the really ambitious women that come out of these communities. And I think it has a lot to do with, you know, the Irish background. Well, we we don't have any more time left, unfortunately, but it's been great chatting with you. And I wish you every luck and success when uh, you participate in the selection in the coming week. And it's been great having a chat with you, Michaela. Same to you. Thanks very much, Austin.